0: In this episode of Grey Matter, Greylock partner Josh Elman talks to Jelly co-founder and CEO Biz Stone about the story of Jelly, the new Jelly app, and the future of search. Grey Matter is a podcast series that shares entrepreneurial stories from company builders. For more news and podcasts, please visit news.graylock.com.
1: Hey, this is Josh Elman. I'm a partner at Greylock Partners, and I am thrilled to be here today with Biz Stone, who is the co-founder and CEO
2: of Jelly. I'm Biz Stone, and I'm excited to be here today with Josh Ellman, a fine superstar VC with Greylock. Awesome, Biz.
1: So, look, you founded Twitter, built Twitter into a big, giant company. You left a year or two before it went public and were just able to really celebrate this incredible community that you built, and yet you decided to start another company. What did you see there? What like prompted you to go back into the well and start Jelly?
2: Well, I didn't really want to start another company, um, but my friend Ben Finkel and I, um, I was his first advisor when he moved out here to a company he started, and we remained friends through the years. Eventually, his company was acquired by Twitter just as I was um, moving on, and we accidentally stumbled upon this idea for a new kind of search engine and we couldn't get it out of our heads and even when we asked some of our best most intellectual and smart friends you know what do you think about this idea hoping that they would kind of talk us out of it they were like oh my gosh this is great and it's uniquely you you got to do it and so I got kind of nauseous and um Ben Ben wanted to do it too so we just said, okay, we gotta do it we gotta go for it, we gotta make a new whole new company and go through this all over again and um, so we just, it was one of those things where you just knew you had to try it was worth trying So can you remind us what that original idea was
1: that was so good and so profound that made you nauseous, unable to sleep until
2: you yeah. did that crazy thing of starting a company? Well, the the original idea, I mean, it's still generally the same mission. the The original idea was, uh, why are we so connected? Why are, why has the new six degrees of separation become three point eight? They redid that study, and the answer to why are we so connected has to be: we're so connected so that we can help each other. It's not we're so connected so we can play games or anything like that. I mean, we can't. That's all things we can do, but what's the bigger reason? And it has to be like some form form of global collaboration. We're the most connected we've ever been now because we sort of unconsciously did that for a good reason. That was the thinking. You know, the, my basic thinking is always that humanity is basically good and they want to do good things. So we thought, well, heck, since everyone's connected and since everyone has usually always had the same problem or the same question and it's just not distributed evenly, why wouldn't we be able to send one question that someone has to another person and have that person answer their their question for them? If we could just get the routing of that question right, then someone else has definitely already been there and done that. And Ben was like, yeah, that's got to be true. Um, so, And I know from my years at Google that unique queries was a very low percentage. Mostly people ask the same kind of stuff over and over again. Anyways, the idea, the original idea was let's hook it up to all of your social networks. Let's roll all the social networks into one big network that we we don't care what what it's from. And it can ping from Twitter to Facebook, back to Twitter again, and eventually LinkedIn and all the others um, and get back to you. So what I loved about the idea when you first told me about it was this idea of a help network. Like what I remembered
1: was you said, look, we have our professional network on LinkedIn, our social network in Facebook, our information and network in Twitter. But on top of all that, this this extra purpose of why they the whole world is connected is a help network you go to the help network to get help yeah. and you get answers from generally i remember, I, you, I
2: remember <laughs> you calling it that and i remember and there was actually danny sullivan one of the, the foremost thinkers in search wrote a piece in 2009 or 10 called the rise of the help engines talking about how since we're so connected th- there's got to be someone who's going to build a help engine yeah, or I a mean, help network, as you say.
1: I remember taking a walk with you and just having you describe to me this idea, the same idea you couldn't get out of your head. Yeah. you were going to start this company in this help network. And I, I knew that that I got really inspired and and wanted us to
2: be be a part of it too. So, so it's one of those things that you can't really start it and it doesn't work out. You still feel good that you started it. Yeah. Uh, I remember you <laughs> as an investor saying, like, well, wait a minute now, let's just let's just try to make it work out. But yeah, it's one of those things that no matter what, you can feel proud that you tried to do it because in the end, it's sort of a noble cause, anyway. I remember from our very first conversation being just as intoxicated with this idea,
1: and just realizing, like, I really want to see this exist in the world. So you're you're a famous co-founder of Twitter. It's easy to go raise some money. You can then you know build a little bit of a team to get it started, and you can launch it. and And you have a special power of of press and other things. You're able to launch it and just get this in front of a ton of people on the first day. And it kind, was it yeah, was kind exciting. of a blessing
2: and a curse, but <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you know, when we had just invested that point, I was thrilled to be on the journey. You get this in the hands of a lot of people, and and you're so fortunate and lucky to be able to do that,
2: and then what? You're right. So, one of the things you forgot to say was, I announced that, we were, that I was going to build a new company called Jelly a year before we launched anything. We didn't have a product, we didn't have a team, we had nothing. But I just said, hey, we're going to build a new company, and it's going to be called Jelly, but uh that's all i got and so so sort of the pressure was building you know like what's it going to be what's it going to be what's it going to be so when we launched we got like mega featured by the app store we launched as an app only a mobile app um today it's not true but it's it's everywhere now but um so what happened was in a couple of days we had like a million downloads and it was crazy it's incredible but we weren't ready for that and we hadn't built um we hadn't built the right kind of things to make that work for the people who are using it the best so they they basically tried it out and and then bailed you know it went it, that's why i say it's a blessing and a curse to be like jumped on like crazy the first day cuz if you do it right um then it's great and if you don't have the right stuff in place you just blow it you know So we went the huge growth. I mean, it took us a year and a half to get to like a million registrants of Twitter. Right. It took us 24 hours. And then we were off like, boom. Oh, my God, this is a huge success. And then after the feature was it went way down and it was just kind of flat for a while. So, actually, the story now and
1: and you know I felt very fortunate to be invested in you and like on a very long journey, not thinking that we'd get the overnight success and now having to to deal with the overnight awareness, but not necessarily any success in usage or anything. you know what happened you know if i if I recall you kind of like struggled with it a little bit and' we're, were a little bit unsure. I think you even pivoted
2: the company away for a little while from jelly well. The first thing we did was we tried small iterations. Like, okay, so it's flat. How can we make it not flat? So the original vision somehow got perverted down to a really simple um, app, which just opened to the camera, and you would ask a question with a picture. You had to have a picture and ask a question. So all those overnight downloads were all just pointing the pictures at their friend and saying, who's this? Or their shoe and saying, like, what this? Because they didn't really have a question, right? And then so we were we were thinking okay well we need to we need to figure out something so we added ask with a map ask with a picture or just ask and it didn't really significantly make things better so we started getting a little bit cold feet about it like maybe maybe we were wrong about this so i went back to what i call my bright spot theory when everything's when everything seems like it totally sucks everywhere, there's got to be something that's working okay. Uh, So find that and unpack that, you know? And the one thing that was working really well was people loved answering the questions when they could find a question that they knew, knew the answer to. And they were, like, scrolling through dozens of them to find them. And so for every question on there that was legit, there were, like, 30 or 40 answers. And so we thought... Well, heck, if people like to answer so much, let's just pivot to let people just answer without a question. So we started this thing called Super, which was, we started you off with the best, the worst, the sexiest, the craziest, etc. These are all superlative statements. That's why we called it Super. And the idea was, okay, it's the same general plan, but... What we'll do is, over the next five years, we'll build up a huge corpus of the best, the worst, and all this stuff. And then we'll make people able to search over that human experience and opinion and everything. But that was a real stretch. And um, we worked on Super for nearly a year. And we grew a social network from scratch, which is tough. And if it was like just me and Ben, it would have been an okay little business, because it's hard to build a social network. But... We got in a room to think about how we were going to shut down Jelly 1 and put all our energy into Super, and it was kind of telling that we'd never shut down Jelly 1 to begin with. And we left that room more convinced than ever that what we should be building was our original plan, uh, the plan that we had pitched to you, and just to build an alternative kind of search engine, a new search engine that it doesn't compete with web search engines. It doesn't even search the web. And that was a weird moment for us because we had pivoted already. And then we had to go out and tell the team, hey, we're going to go back to the original plan. And by that by that point, we were so out in public, we sort of had to tell the public too. So I just made up a, a jokey name for it because I figured we might as well make fun of ourselves before someone else does anyways. So I said, we're unpivoting. And I, I I think we, at the very least, we've, we've coined a new Silicon Valley jargon. I remember, I remember BuzzFeed came out with an article that said uh, the eight biggest and most important unpivots in history, like prohibition and stuff. And so they included us in there, which was great. I mean, it did what it was supposed to do, which was get a lot of attention and drive a lot of people to a page that said, hey, sign up to be notified when we come out with the new version of Jelly. Great. So uh, the unpivot, just like prohibition. Right. Um, we'll, we'll,
1: that was a good unpivot. That was a good one. That move. was a great unpivot. After dude. this, we'll go get some whiskey. You know, the alcohol industry's done very well, and let's hope Jelly does too. So, look, I think before we go on to really talk about Jelly, I would just love just a couple more reflections of learnings of sort of what have you learned about yourself and sticking to your vision? And, I mean, you know, the entrepreneurial journey is always a very difficult, very personal, very challenging one you know, what would you say to other entrepreneurs that are going through this? Should I pivot? Should I go back to my original vision? Should I be doing something different? Should I sell my company? I mean, you've gone through all of those emotions, you know, now doing this with Jelly, even though you'd already been through this incredible
2: ride at Twitter. The thing I learned about myself during this process was that I I was really good at giving other people advice and not so good at taking my own advice. You know, I would be telling one entrepreneur... Like listen, you shouldn't you shouldn't pivot to this thing and you should stop working on this thing and you should go back to your original thing and you should work on that and make it great. Meanwhile, I'm not doing that and I and you know, so what I've learned more recently was to try to sort of step outside of myself and sort of look down and say like, okay, give that guy advice. You know <laughs> And pretend pretend he's a different guy. Give him advice and then take the advice. But I, you know, I imagine a lot of people have that problem that, you know, they can give other people advice, great, but they just can't take their own advice. So I'm trying to take my own advice now, like Donald Trump, you know, <laughs> I, I, I sit down and I talk to myself. No, um, obviously, I talk to a lot of people, but um, for advice, uh, I, have a, I have a sort of go-to group of my great minds that I run things by, you included. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank um... you. And I think this idea of really understanding yourself and understanding how to dissociate yourself sometimes from the emotions of the decisions and really to yeah. help and look at things from a bigger perspective, that's really hard to do and, and important. So, so you've I'm done pretty, a lot. I'm pretty
2: mm-hmm. good that. Uh, I'm pretty good about dissociating from the emotions, but I, I'm, not so, I'm not always so great at just taking my own sort of tactical advice, you know? Okay. So you do all that. You go through this whole experience and you decide to come back to Jelly and... And that was um, late last year. Do you remember? Uh, it was January when we decided that we would rebuild Jelly from scratch.
1: So January 2015, yeah. you decided to go rebuild Jelly. And uh, what's the vision now? Kind of help us help us get around the sense of like, what are you going for now? What have you learned? Why is this one now the, the right incarnation of your vision? Yeah, th-
2: this one's the right incarnation because it's really um, – First of all it's working so we know that's the right we know that's right but the vision is to answer the world's questions simply and helpfully so we have we've got this easy easy well incredibly difficult but easy to understand mission statement and we've built this engine that can answer 100% of the answers i mean answer 100% of the questions put to it So that's going great. And now what we're doing is we're just exploring inputs. You know, like we have askjelly.com. You can ask on the web. You don't have to sign up. All the questions are anonymous. You can use the mobile app. Um, You can even use voice. Uh, We've been playing around with um, Amazon Echo uh, because that's the most popular one. We built a a, a cool um, experiment with... um, with that product, and it's just really fun to, to be able to sort of just ask a question and get an answer back um, in the first person from this sort of robot lady. But it's really powered by real people who have been there and done that. Um, but it seems like she knows. It's, it's kind of fun. I would love to come back to a demo of that later. But let's talk a little bit about how Jelly
1: works. Like, what, what degree are humans involved, bots? Like, how do you know who is the right person to even answer a question?
2: So JellyWorks, essentially based on people signing up uh, and telling us what they know about, Uh, we then proceed to learn more and more about them every time they touch the app so that we end up knowing a lot more about what they know. So what we do um, with these folks who fully register and really want to help and really want to be delivered questions that they definitely know the answer to and want to feel helpful, what we're doing there is we're essentially taking humanity and amplifying it with technology, and lifting it into the scalable realm. You know that stat that um, it's about 1,500 people are the authors of 75% of Wikipedia, and that has just billions and billions of page views. So it's possible to do a lot with not so many um, folks uh, if, you, if you use technology to amplify them. So on the other end uh, is the asking. Uh, so, I mean, we're Jelly is positioned as a search engine, looks like a search engine. Everybody knows how to use it. There's just a box and a button. And, uh, but you don't have to type in like five keywords, do you? No, no. You just type your question like, like a regular person asking a question. And the same thing over voice. And um, so you ask your question, and we either have instantly a great answer for you. This is an answer that has already been uh, vetted by a uh, huge community of people. It's an answer to a question that's very similar to yours. So we, you ask a question and then in zero seconds, you get what we call a magic answer. If we don't have an, a magic answer ready for you, then we just do our normal thing where we route the question, uh, to a person who will know the answer. But what we do is we, we use our routing. We're very sort of conscious of, of how, how many people we route it to, and how many people we notify, because we don't want to really overburden anyone. Uh, it's picture concentric circles. The first inner circle being people who know a hundred percent about the question you asked. The second circle is sort of eighty percent, and then sixty, and then on and on. And we'll notify, you know, twenty five percent of the people who know a hundred percent about your question. If they don't answer it in a few minutes or like X amount of time, we'll push it out to the next string and then to the next string and then to the next. So you get ultimately you will get an answer and that answer will then be marked up as helpful and then go into the magic answers bucket again so that the magic answers are always growing. So ultimately uh, right now the magic answers are around 15% of there's there's the magic answer for about 15% of the questions. Ultimately we want that to be a lot higher. And again, the whole system learns with every question it's asked. And it learns um, about the people who are volunteering their time to answer these questions. It learns about them every time they do anything on the app. It learns a little bit more about them. So it just gets sort of more accurate and better as it gets used.
1: So what are your favorite categories to answer? And if I want to get a Biz Stone answer, what category should I be asking in?
2: Well, it's funny because... You don't really know what you're the best at and, until you look at your profile I'm gonna let me take a look at my profile right now because I mean I think probably what I'm best at is answering questions about jelly at this point, but um, it tells you on your profile what you are what are your top categories. So my top categories, you know predictably, are jelly support, jelly, business apps and startups. So if I were to ask Jelly the question,
1: Jelly team, what is your ultimate vision for Jelly? What would the Jelly answer be
2: that you would probably... That would probably get routed to me (laughs) Um, or Ben. My vision for the future of technology in general is that technology sort of disappears from, from our everyday lives, but is nevertheless omnipresent. So for example... We don't have a giant black rectangle hanging on our wall ninety nine percent of the time. We we only watch TV when we need a TV. So um, this the same is true about just everyday stuff like uh, communications and emails and news and all this other stuff. And I see that I see the workhorse of that um, as voice. So the future of personal computing I see as voice because I see little kids going up to. Uh, like garden lights, cylindrical garden lights with a light on top and saying, Alexa, play old McDonald had a farm. And cause to them, that's that black cylinder is a personal computer. And I think as they grow up, they're gonna, you know, gone are gonna be the days of people walking around staring at a little rectangle in their hands. And my kid who's four is gonna be like, People walked around just looking at these things in their hands, these internet lookers. And I'll be like, yeah. And some of them even, you know, did it while they were driving. And he's like, you guys drove too? So anyway, uh, the future for Jelly is, I think, we're heading towards a voice future. We're heading towards a future where this alternate search engine just answers your question. It doesn't give you a bunch of possible... Uh, websites that might be useful to you in answer in helping you try to figure out your question it just answers your question and that's critical over voice because voice can't read out a bunch of links you ask a computer lady a question and she should just answer you done and just go on with your day that's sort of the future of of jelly is that we just we nail your question instantly with one answer and you're done
1: i really like this idea of questions that People need help with, and you can be this this global help engine. Um, how are you thinking about growth? You know, are there things you learned from Twitter that are helping you grow? Is it different in this era? Um, you know, how are you thinking about getting enough people to really know and and try Jelly and build up you know these questions and answers?
2: Yeah, well, Twitter was its own weird phenomenon that we didn't even really. We didn't at first. We didn't try growing at all. It just grew. It was just word of mouth. Everyone wanted to try it. Um, and now this is more of a utility type of thing. So it's not one of these uh, like all the teenagers want to use it overnight type of things. It's a, it's a useful product that has value to it. And the way we think about growth is essentially if we can start really nailing the the questions really get, getting the good answers in a certain vertical or a certain subject matter then we should double down on that and start really saturating that so that let's say a lot of moms are saying oh my gosh you got to try askjelly.com it's just like it's totally working for me like it just is great there's other moms on there they're answering questions about like the grand canyon which i'm thinking of going to etc and then the learnings from that will help us move into the dads and then the motorcycle guys, and then you know teenagers and relationships and fitness and you you know you name it um so you you kind of have to just go kind of one by one and it, it it'll take a while and another key thing about growth is you don't want to really turn on the the tools of the trade for growth until you have a system that is going to capture uh and make use of that growth, uh, otherwise it just sort of goes through a sieve
1: well, look, you've talked a lot about jelly and the vision and kind of this future of voice and AI um I heard you have a little demo that you could play for the podcast that could be really fun
2: oh sure, yeah, I brought um a lot of people have the Amazon echo in their house it's just plugged into the wall. I have that, of course, I love it um. But I also have this Amazon tap, which is the one that you can just bring around. And we we built this little, we built a version of Jelly that works in the tap. And it's really fun to show people because it, it kind of illustrates the kind of stuff that Alexa is great at answering. And then the stuff that she's going to say, basically her version of I don't know too. But then when she says I don't know, you try asking Jelly and you get an answer. So let me just show you how an example. So... Uh, let's see. What is she good at? Um, what is the time difference between here and London?
0: San Francisco is eight hours behind London.
2: So she's great at something like that. That probably comes from like Wolfram or somewhere. Um, why does my head hurt?
0: Hmm. I can't find the answer to the question I heard.
2: So that, she's not going to answer that, but. Ask Jelly, why does my head hurt?
0: The most common reason is because you are dehydrated. Drink at least 200 milliliters of water an hour. Was this answer helpful? Sure. Excellent. Glad I could help.
2: So she's good at these kind of subjects. I mean, that was a real person, but it sounds like it was her, you know what I mean? And then you- A and real that- person, what do you mean? A real person it's, on it's jelly? on jelly in the community answered that. So if and I answered, It her. was marked up helpful by others, and so it made it into the magic answer box that she's doing. So, it, so if I said, why does my head hurt on je- AskJelly.com right now, yeah. I'd get the same answer? You would, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's all hooked up to production and everything. So another one we asked was, um, so we asked her first, how can I fall asleep?
0: Sorry, I didn't understand the question I heard.
2: Because she doesn't know. But if you say, ask Jelly, how can I fall asleep?
0: Try not to use your phone or any electronic lit device that shines light into your eyes. Would you like to hear more? Nah. Was this answer helpful? Sure. Excellent. Glad I could help.
2: And then, uh, and then we just started. Like, you can goof around with it too. You can ask stuff like, um, <laughs> uh, "Oh, there was this great one actually. There was. Uh, I love this one. Somebody asked." <laughs> Ask Jelly, is it a good idea to let my boyfriend and my best friend move in with me?
0: Honestly, this sounds like a bad idea. Would you like to hear more? Okay. Living with two of the closest people in your life can cause problems with either relationship, and it's my personal belief that when you move in with your significant other for the first time you should live exclusively together so that you can give your best efforts to this new step in your relationship. Was this answer helpful? Sure. Excellent. Glad I could help.
2: And um and then just for fun you can ask um Ask Jelly, can Donald Trump be the president of the United States?
0: I don't think he will be. I don't think our country will go that crazy. That being said, who knows? Was this answer helpful? No. I'm sorry I couldn't help. I'll send your question to helpful people and find out for you.
2: So, if she doesn't know or if you don't like her magic answer, what happens is we route that just the way we would route it if you asked jelly.com or you um asked on the on the uh on the mobile app. It just goes through a process of which it gets assigned keywords and all this other stuff and gets routed to the right people. So that's really interesting. I mean, it actually really changes
1: the notion of using even kind of this search app that you can use on the web or on the phone when you when you turn it over
2: to voice, yeah, because you can be like washing your hands or cooking or doing something while you're asking. That's what, or driving. This is why this is why I think like it's already old fashioned to me. In my in my head, I'm already thinking, a whole you know, ha, walking around and holding these things, little devices in our hands seems old fashioned. So tell us a little bit about the next steps of Jelly. I mean, it's
1: an amazing vision to go and get there. Kind of where do you go over the next? year or so
2: to kind of keep getting closer to this? We need a lot more deep science. We have a very small team. We have eight people, now nine people, because we hired a a customer service um, helper. But we we have a very small team of engineers who are great at um, fast product iteration, but we need some deeper science. We're going to need to add a lot more machine learning and AI and... um, Natural language processing to our company in order to be able to get that percentage of magic answers way up you know there's a lot of cool sort of uh, machine learning type of stuff you can do where you can take a question and you can abstract that into a thought and then and then once it's abstracted into a thought it doesn 't really matter how it's phrased so in in that way, you can increase the percentage of magic answers. And and then overall decrease the time it, that it generally takes to get a a custom answer written to you because because of this type of thing. And there's there's so much more. I mean, there's there's we have a we have a slightly more advanced tagging mechanism because most tagging mechanisms just go off of, of keywords. But if you ask how often should I brush my teeth, we need to categorize that as you know dental hygiene. And nowhere in that question is the word dental hygiene, so we have to go a a level above, um, but we can do much better. So we need to really get deep on the science in order to uh in order to get this thing really working the way we want to work want it to work we've kind of we we've, we've built the thing that we always wanted to build, but we're over our heads now, so we need to hire some really deep um machine learning AI NLP type of folks. Who, who are interested in this kind of problem.
1: So a lot of people ask me when I talk about Jelly, well, why would I go to Jelly instead of Google? When should I use Jelly? How do you answer that question? When yes. should someone use Jelly? Well, that's right. one
2: of the reasons why we built the extensions, starting with the Chrome extension, um, just to sort of show you, like, to go where you are normally going when you ask your question. Because there's a... So there's, what, what is the Chrome extension exactly? The Chrome extension is something that you can just add with one click to your Chrome browser and it will automatically do, it'll, it'll look for an answer in Jelly while you're, while you're Googling. Okay. And so you're Googling something uh, on Chrome and then we might have a magic answer right there. And, you'll just, and it'll just be over on a box on the side and you're like, oh, that's great. I don't need to look through all these links. There's the answer, done. And that's an example of how we just, we're going where people are, have been trained over the last 20 years to go. Uh, for everything. But not everything is answered by reading a webpage. Um, Some things are just best answered from some other person. Like, some things aren't... A lot of times you're asking the wrong question to begin with, and only a human can tell you you're not... That's not what you want to know. You you really want to know this. So what what do you go to Jelly for when, when you're stuck on a question? It's funny. It's great. It's like I have my own personal research team when I use Jelly. Um... I use jelly for mostly subjective type things. Like, for example, what is business casual in New York City versus Silicon Valley? Because I know in Silicon Valley, I can just wear jeans, a t-shirt, and if I want to be really fancy, a blazer over that, you know? But in New York, it's like, oh, just don't wear your tie with your whole suit, you know? And, like, some places won't even let you in without real shoes on, Um So that kind of thing. Did it save you from addressing faux pas? Well, there was one time in New York where I actually wasn't... I couldn't be led in to this thing that I was supposed to go into. So I had to run down the street to the H&M and quickly buy a a jacket and tie. And I had to ask the guy at the the store if he would tie my tie. So, you know, if I had had jelly then, I could have said, like, is it going to be okay if I walk in here with jeans and a T-shirt? Apparently it's not. Long term, how quickly... Do you think we're going to get to a point where we're going to stop typing in our search queries and we're going to move into this voice world that you're talking about? Well, since Alexa came out, it sped up my thinking because this thing has been a huge hit. And now there's Google Home coming out, Siri opened up, Microsoft Cortana is open. But I do still think it's a matter of years. I think what, what we've seen is we just with computing in general, we used to type into a terminal And then we we had this metaphor of a desktop. And then we moved more recently into the realm of touch, which makes it feel a little bit more real. And now we're going back to the the real world, like pre-computers, of just talking. And talking is the best way to communicate to other people, to communicate to computers, to communicate to other people through computers. And now... Natural language processing has just gotten to the point where we can talk to computers and they can understand us, and they can talk to us and we can understand them. So it's just at the beginning, and I think it's going to be. An, there's going to be an overlap for a while. I think we're gonna. I think there's always going to be a need to look at some visuals. One of the ways that's really a good way to illustrate the the way that I'm thinking is to just watch the movie Her. You know, minus the falling in love with the AI part. But if you rewatch that movie or if you haven't seen it, you'll just notice in the beginning that most of the sort of heavy lifting type OS stuff is done with an in-ear piece that he just talks to. And when you look at that, you're like, oh... That makes sense. And then he's got this little tiny thing that he takes out of his pocket when he want to, wants to look at photos.
1: I watch that movie almost every year. Oh my it's, god. It's
2: the single best depiction of the, the future. Well I like it right because it's like it's, it looks like incredible. the future in five years or something like this. You know that it, it doesn't look like some crazy future where we all wear the same silver uniform. Yeah. It's just it's just the future where we all pull our pants up high and wear belts. You know what I mean? <laughs> Minus the crazy love story with yeah. the
1: AI. That could happen. Um, well this has been awesome. I'm only more excited now about the future of Jelly and the future of, of searching this, um, this way and of figuring out how we help everybody get better answers to their, their questions. Yeah, I'm, I am too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Josh.